0: Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Nicole McKinney. How's it going today, Nicole? Good. Thanks. Glad to have you on. Sorry to everybody that's been kind of wondering where I've been. I We had some family medical stuff come up, and I had to take a three-week three week break, and so uh, finally, we're able to get things back into the swing today, and I'm excited to have Nicole back or Nicole on to talk about your new music, all that fun stuff. Um, so, first off, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: Um, but before we kind of jump into the new single and everything you got going on, what's kind of your background? What got you into music? What's kind of your comic book origin story, if you will?
1: Well, um, I've always sort of had like a musical background, like my family we're all musicians. And yeah, so I grew up with that, but I, I got into sort of like the indie rock music, indie rock folk music in high school. Um, and yeah, I was writing since then really. Um, yeah. I, I did a lot of like folky stuff, like just fell in love with it, but yeah, it sort of progressed more to like the heavier indie rock stuff. Um, and yeah, Phoebe Bridges is probably like, um, someone who really got me into like the branch between the yeah. two bridge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Um, and so you're originally from uh, the UAE, correct? You were born in the United yeah. Arab Emirates.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, so,
0: now, then you moved to Brisbane or <clears throat> Australia. You didn't, did you move directly to Brisbane or
1: Sunshine Coast?
0: Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I'm not still not a hundred percent sure of the layout of Australia. It's like, everything's either Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne at, you know, it's just kind of like, sorry. So.
1: No, it's cool. Yeah. It's a big place.
0: <laughs> so you, uh, from there you moved to Australia. What, what was kind of how long or how um, old were you when you moved to Australia? Eight. Eight. Okay. So you were uh, still pretty young. You don't remember much.
1: I actually remember fair bit. Yeah. Um, I just remember thinking that I thought people were going to speak another language here. Like I thought Australia was like still traditional, like custodian language. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my God, freaking out that I had to learn like another language. <laughs> yeah,
0: And then of course you get there and it's like, Oh no, you did.
1: Yep, This <laughs> is <just> the same. <laughs> nice.
0: um, so who um, introduced you to music early on?
1: Um, Probably my parents, like my dad was in an Irish band, so we always had music around the house all the time. Like he played guitar and sang and my mum played piano. Um yeah, so me and my sister sort of um got playing with my dad at like open mics and things and harmonising together and we loved that. And then kinda just branched off once I got my own guitar, just did my own thing and yeah, just um I kind of my my dad sort of inspired me to actually write songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd work overseas and like, he'd tell me, Oh, when I get back, you got to have three songs that you've written. And then, yeah, I kind of started that way. And the first was the first few songs were, Oh my God, so bad, but you sort of just keep writing. And yeah, yeah it's been well since I was 16. So it's been like several years now that I've been writing. So.
0: And what was it about the uh, guitar that, was that the first instrument you picked up or did you learn how to play on piano first? What was the first instrument you picked up?
1: I know, yeah. Cause um, there was one around the house all the time and it's such a beautiful instrument. Like it's so easy to pick up piano. Like I'm, I don't know how to read music, but like yeah. it's easy to get the feel for it if you're sort of musical and um, yeah, I learned piano first and then guitar was a bit later. I play guitar. Like, like I couldn't imagine playing guitar. Like it would just seem too hard to learn it. And then I just did. Um, so self-taught like youtube and stuff and here we are <laughs>
0: yeah. um what so you you started off on piano and then you transitioned over to guitar do you remember the first song you ever wrote
1: on guitar
0: uh, just in general i guess it's-
1: oh yeah um yeah yeah i do <laughs> it was so lame um it was like the lyric, okay, so when I first started writing songs, I think my brain was trying to just like come up with melodies first, mm-hmm. so like focus on melodies because that's the only thing I find, well, I found important was melody. Mm-hmm. And then you can sort of adjust the lyrics later. And when I wrote this first song, it was like, the lyrics were like, um, I'm pretty sure I mentioned like a monkey and a llama or something ridiculous just to get like the rhythm of like the melody to yeah. you know how I wanted. And then my sister, found the lyrics and started like embarrassing me about it. I was so embarrassed, but I kept writing after that, but oh my God, yeah, that first song, I don't know what my brain was doing, but the lyrics were just so profound and and didn't make sense, but it was all about the melody and the melody was like, okay, but it got my brain into the pattern of like, um, not caring about the lyrics first, because mm-hmm. like that's how I write all my music, even to this day is like the melody first and
0: yeah. It was... That was the one th- I was watching a interview you had on your YouTube channel that you were talking about how the melody is usually what comes first for you when you're sitting yeah. down to write, which yeah. kind of segues into my next question about your creative process. How, to, how When you sit down to write, what's that kind of like? Obviously you work on your melody first, but w- what's kind of the process when you sit down to write?
1: To write the lyrics or you mean in general? Or just write,
0: write about- a song in general.
1: Yeah, well... Um- well i usually have to be sort of like in the right headspace i don't really know what that headspace is but you know when you're in it and like i guess you're just like putting no pressure on it um i usually like go to a park or something parks always like get me in the zone um <clears throat> and i'll just play some chords i like like really connect with and like a melody will sort of just come up into my head mm-hmm. and then i i sort of think first chorus verse, chorus i get okay. a little bit of a going and like pick what what melody that's playing in my head would suit which part of the song and then I'll get a book like I have to write the lyrics I can't write them in my phone like it has to be like handwritten and then um yeah I'll just sort of sometimes I'll just write what's what's coming out like and it doesn't really take much thought and other times I'll like write verse chorus verse chorus and then Mm -hmm. fill them in with like the melody and, and lyrics and like can I just the lyrics I just let them come out how they do and sometimes when i just like sing the melodies that have popped into my head the lyrics will just come out like i don't even have to think about them it's really weird and i love it yeah that's pretty much my process so if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but like yeah yeah,
0: so i i have to follow up because i was reading on your uh spotify link that you write quote unquote sad girl music yeah (laughs) so does this mean you find parks sad or how does that uh, how how do the two kind of equate because for me it's like parks are cool and fun and like uplifting but how how do those two kind of equate
1: probably like i don't know i think it's more of like a sense of calm like okay and I'm at a park like, in nature because, like, in Brisbane, it's like there's not that many naturey spots. Like, I'm from the sunny coast, so I think I really like being in nature. Mm-hmm. So when I go to a park, it's kind of like nostalgia, like brings me back, like kind of grounds me, and I guess it's like I can sort of reflect on like memories, whether they're painful or happy or like just whatever. Um, and it's like. I guess, a really sort of deep way to connect with it. Like, I I seem to, like, can think about them clearly, and I think that's why I can write (laughs) in that setting, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. So it's just more about being able to write, not necessarily the mood that it puts you in, right? Just putting you in the right headspace to write, just not necessarily the mood that you want to set. Is that fair? Yeah.
1: Maybe like calm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've written happy and sad songs in parks. Like it's, I think it's just more about like being alone and like being calm and like neutral feeling, like sort of being able to just like think about things and, and not get emotional, but like, like not consciously think about them, but like feel them. And mm. then I'm playing guitar. I express them, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: gotcha. That makes um, so, but back in February, you released a new single, another day right was that february or was it march i'm trying to february okay um you released that as a single along with a music video what's kind of the uh story behind that song
1: um so basically it started like it's been a couple years now but um i lost like a friendship group and like my partner at the same time like um well i chose to leave but it was for reasons that eventually realized i needed like i deserved better like you Mm. know they weren't actually treating me well and like things happened that i was trying to justify and like find answers for and like you know repaint their colors sort of thing and it was basically about realizing that you can't change like when people show you their true colors you can't just paint over them and yeah you need to like put yourself first and even if it's really hard you need to leave and find something better for yourself because you're just going to be miserable. Um, so yeah, it was like a huge turning point for me when I wrote that song, cause it was like, I didn't even know what I was feeling at the time. And it basically was saying like, these people did mess you over. You don't have to make excuses for them. Like, and you don't need them to validate. It actually helped me so much like writing that. I think it was like a huge turning point for me. So it meant so much, yeah.
0: And uh, how long has that song kind of been in the works for you?
1: Um, Well, I wrote it, I wrote it like over a year before it came out and then recorded it a year before it came out. So yeah, it's
0: sort of a year. Yeah. So you wrote it like just before the pandemic hit, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sitting here, I'm like, has it really been over a year since the pandemic? And then Uh, of course, it's like... Wow. Okay. So you you wrote it just before the pandemic hit, and then were you originally planning on releasing it sooner, or was it because like the whole pandemic thing you decided to hold off on releasing it?
1: Well, not really. Like I I kind of am a perfectionist, so I take a while on things, and I had some other projects like on the way, so yeah, just took time. But I mean, the pandemic did slow things down. I think it would have been out a bit earlier if if it wasn't for it. But um, we're pretty lucky. Like it was. You know we, we did have to cancel a few like attempts to record it and stuff because of the pandemic but we were pretty lucky here compared to other places so yeah,
0: absolutely. yeah you know especially if you work closely with studios and it's like okay you know they'll, they'll get you in any way they can whereas if you don't and they don't know who you are it's just kind of like yeah there's a global pandemic it's not happening <laughs> not happening <laughs> not happening so um but you did release a music video along with another day um with uh, what what was kind of the idea behind that music video because it it gives me a very 90s feel behind it like just kind of watching the video and listening to the music i messaged my uh sound engineer who does uh who's my partner in live and amplified and i was like sent him the video and i was like Hey, if I didn't know any better, this would make me think we were back in like 1997. It just had like a real '90s feel to it.
1: Yay! I love the '90s. <laughs> yeah, um, probably the VHS camera helps yeah. with that. Um, yeah, I guess like we went into it with a pretty open mind, but um, we sort of wanted to express like the process of of like what the song sort of meant and like what I was going through at the time. So. I guess the start is sort of like the the time where you're sort of realizing you're alone and it's very overwhelming and you're just sort of weighed down with a lot of emotions and then, um, you know, it progresses to like getting up and like, you know, picking yourself and moving on and trying to heal, I guess. And then, um, yeah, then... The ocean scene, I was actually shot like near my hometown um, on the Sunshine Coast, which was so nice. So that one, I think it sort of, to me represents like being weighed down by like the heaviness and like the sort of perilous waves, like sucking you back into like that grieving and like, you know, trying to heal, but it's like a struggle, you know, it's it's not an easy process and but you just have to remember that like you need to do it and it's not something you want to do, but you have to. So yeah.
0: (laughs) And uh, how much uh, creative input did you have on the music video?
1: Well, I worked with Phoebe Faye and Jono Oldham. So Oldman, Oldham, sorry. Um, And they were very, very like open Mm. to me, having input as well. But yeah, we all sort of teed up Phoebe Faye. um, It was her idea for the most part. And um, yeah, we just worked together on it and, um she knew like how much the song meant to me too which was nice it's it's always good like working with people who understand your music and care about it so yeah yeah it was good
0: (laughs) and uh you shot it i'm assuming you shot that during during the pandemic or did you shoot it short? yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i was like
0: there's really no way around it if you wrote the song just before so
1: (laughs) exactly yeah yeah worked out well like and Again, we're very lucky, so it wasn't really an issue. But, I mean, it was only, like, we did sort of outdoor shoots anyway. Mm-hmm. So, it was okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this is, you are building towards an EP, correct? Yeah. Yeah. What's kind of the update on that? Do you, where are you kind of at on the EP right now?
1: Where am I at on it?
0: Yeah, like, are you, is it recording, recorded? Are you still writing it? Like, where are you kind of um, back creatively on the EP?
1: Yeah, it's it's recorded. Um, just waiting for a couple of tracks to be mastered, and then, um, yeah, we'll be ready to go. And I'm so excited for it, actually, because it's sort of, like, it's all songs that I wrote around the same time as Another Day, um, mm-hmm. and it's all about that period of my life. So, yeah, it's been in the making for a year now and I'm very excited to get it out.
0: Have you do you have a tentative release date or is it just kind of you're waiting on the masters and then you'll kind of figure it out from there?
1: Um yeah we've got a release date, but I probably shouldn't say but (laughs) yeah
0: yeah,
1: it'll be this year. (laughs) Hey
0: that's good. At least you know at least you have the EP coming and you know it's done. You're just kind of like because that was one of the interesting things about back at the beginning of the pandemic was a lot of people were getting ready to release music and they just didn't know when to release it because they didn't know when they were going to be able to do shows again. But yeah. now you're kind of coming to a point where shows are happening, and yeah, 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 I think it's safe to start looking at releasing big projects instead of just singles. So
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's definitely looking up. Touch wood. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. Um, and then from the EP, will you look at doing a full length or do you just kind of st- like staying in the um, the EP range of things?
1: Um, it'll be a small EP. It's my first one. So, um, yeah, I've just sort of picked four songs that mean a lot to me, including mm-hmm. Another Day, um, that I wrote from that time. And, um, yeah, that's okay. how it yeah
0: now are these song, not not to give away like what the track list or is or anything are these songs that you will you've played during live sets or are these all brand new songs nobody's ever heard them
1: yeah i played them in live sets
0: okay so they're they're songs people are familiar with and it'll yeah. just kind of be a surprise as to
1: which ones yeah, yeah. gotcha so, gotcha um it's it's funny because i've like i've only written these songs in the past year and I've been writing for like seven years. So there's a lot of songs I have that like haven't been released or even recorded yet, but I just like wanted to do these ones. Like I, I think when you know, you know, like mm-hmm. when there's a song that you write, that you just need to get out, like you need to release it before all the rest, because yeah, it just feels right. And it wouldn't feel right to record the other ones like the old ones. So
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when, um, so when the EP finally gets finished or technically it is finished it's just waiting on mastered but when it finally gets released and stuff will you start looking at recording more writing or like where are you kind of at I guess the better question is where are you kind of at right now are you more in the recording phase or do you are you more writing
1: um probably recording like I've got I've got a few songs that I'd like to record um and yeah maybe release next year or something Mm -hmm. Um, yeah mixture of sort of old and new songs
0: okay
1: yeah probably recording like i'm not too focused on songwriting because i have a lot of songs i haven't even recorded yet so
0: gotcha but you know for that to be said it's like it's always really cool to kind of have that catalog of songs that you just won't record because they're better off being played live and it kind of gives people that unique experience when they come see you play it's like oh we're, we're gonna hear these five six eight ten songs that we love and that we've heard on spotify but there's these seven other songs you know you get what i'm saying where it's like there's only songs they're gonna hear at live performances so, and that's
1: yeah, kind of cool when
0: people kind of tap into that and just kind of yeah. make that decision so um but so Kind of moving forward do you have are you back out playing shows right now or is it just kind of still too early for you
1: i've been i've sort of been on the down low and just like getting ready for releases and things um yeah mostly been going to like friends shows and artists that are in brisbane Mm -hmm. watching them do their thing and that's been really cool so yeah not too much i did like the single launch um at a venue in brisbane in west end the bearded lady and that went really well and had a sold out show and it was like just the best show i've ever done like it was such a good vibe like the whole room oh there was just something magical about it like i think post post covid people having well still in it but people are having this like new appreciation for live music i think and it's so exciting like like i've i've sort of always had this thing in my head like you know, there's some people in this audience that like, I kind of just hear they don't actually want to be here that much. Like, oh, there's sort of, there's sort of was like this, I don't know, this vibe that I used yeah. to get. And now it's just like gone. Like everybody wants to be there. Everybody loves it. Like I think like as bad as the pandemic was, I do think that it has helped the music industry in that aspect, like in, yeah. in terms of like, people's appreciation for it. Yeah. But it's destroyed in other aspects for sure. But um, okay. yeah, it's it's pretty special to see like the new attitude and, and everything towards it.
0: Yeah, you know, cause I went to a <laughs> I went to a show. What was it? The towards the end of last year, be towards the end of twenty twenty. I think it was like November, December, somewhere in that ballpark. And it was fine. It was it was just one of those things where you could tell people just didn't know how to react around each other because it was still, it was still November, December of 2020. And it was just, it was just like a really weird vibe. And I'm kind of interested to get back out now to go to shows to be like, okay, let's see how the vibes changed. Even in the last five, six months, you know, you know, you, you went, or I think I went out too soon before and people just didn't know how to act around each other, you know. You had like little pods of people that were like twelve feet apart, and it was like you were at a show, but it was oh, still very, still very weird because it's like you didn't have the intimacy of a show.
1: Yeah. Right?
0: So it was yeah, no, kind of like you're there by yourself almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like when when we started going to shows, sort of like it was like the peak of the pandemic, but they were starting to like not the peak then it was like when they started allowing shows again but you had to sit down and like Mm -hmm. the table and stuff yeah so that was i think i think people and like after having to sit at separate tables and yeah it's just like stuff that people never even thought about before like new appreciation so
0: yeah absolutely um so Uh, One of the things that we like to do on live and amplified is we like to pass on knowledge to younger musicians. Um, so from your perspective, what's one thing that, you know, now that you wish you knew when you first started playing music professionally?
1: Um, just write for yourself and don't write for anybody else. And Yeah. Don't, don't, um, always look for other people's approval. Like for example, I was dating this guy and, um, you know, he would, he would say, Oh, your songs are so great. This song's really good. And I was like, Oh my God, someone who cares about my music. But then sometimes like, you know, towards the end of that, I would write a song and I would look for his approval and mm. it wasn't good unless he thought it was good. And then, you know, he wouldn't think some of them were good. So I would toss them out the window thinking right. they were good and, and only to realize like a year later that I actually love that song and like, I need to keep playing it because I love it. And yeah, don't let anyone sort of um, make you not like your own music or songs. Cause like the best songs are the ones that you like. And you know, it's just luck whether other people like them too, but it all that matters is that you like them. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then do you, do you have, or, um, what's kind of been your big motivator through this pandemic? (laughs) What's kind of kept you going through all everything that's been going on the last, I guess, a little over a year at this point?
1: Probably working towards the EP, Mm -hmm. Um, having that project to constantly chip away at and, yeah, just look forward to something like that. Um, Yeah, pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, just music and art.
0: Yeah. And to uh, kind of uh, sit on the, or uh, talk a little bit more about the EP, will that be, are you looking at doing that just 100% digitally or will you do like CDs and uh, like hard or like hard copies, I guess is the best way to yeah. work it?
1: I'd like to do cassettes. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: Sorry. like actual cassette tapes?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. Lot, I've seen a lot of people doing them and I think they look really cool. Not many people actually can use them, but. Yeah. Yeah,
0: might come back in. <laughs> I, I've thought about doing something similar with uh, like to promote live and amplified in general, just making live <laughs> and amplified cassette, like mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. And just like making it and making it like a a lot more expensive business card and be like, it just like on the front of it, it's got our name. And like, hey, yeah. if you're interested in doing this, give us a call and just kind of hand up a cassette tape. And it's got um, – because we have all these – we work with a lot of musicians that have like do cover songs and there's really not much we can do with those. We do like cover songs to like warm. uh When we do like solo acoustic sessions, we use the cover song to kind of warm them up just to kind of get a feel for everything. Yeah. And so we got these recordings of all these cover songs that we don't know what to do with. And it's like, that would just be kind of cool. Like put them on this mixtape. It's an actually functioning mixtape, but it's more of a business card, you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: that'd be sick. You should do yeah. it.
0: Have you, um, given any thought to doing like vinyl or anything or is cassette kind of more where your heart's at?
1: Um, yeah, I'd like to, I know it's really expensive though, so we'd have to see how it all goes and if there was a demand for it, I would, but, um, yeah, not at this stage.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, um, when there isn't a global pandemic going on, how often are you usually playing shows?
1: Um, well, I was doing sort of like at least one show a month, one or two shows a month before the pandemic. But um, yeah, I kind of think that it's better for me doing like less less frequently, less mm-hmm. frequent shows because I think, again, there's that appreciation for it. Like yeah. I was doing a lot just to sort of get my name out there. But um, But yeah, I'm trying to like just put on well i work with real feels and they're like sort of a small record label in Mm -hmm. brisbane um yeah we try to put on shows and single launches and stuff and um they do really well so we're happy with that and like you know it doesn't have to be like all the time it's kind of nice um as well to focus on other things in between your gigs and just like towards one gig and put in like all your effort for that so i've been enjoying that
0: and are most of your gigs just around uh, Brisbane or do you get out and travel to other parts of Australia?
1: They're in Brisbane at the moment but that is the plan (laughs) yeah it's been hard with COVID because they keep you know changing the rules about changing uh going into state which is fair so yeah it's been up in the air but I would love to I haven't done it before actually so
0: that'd be great yeah, because a lot, a lot of the musicians from Australia that I talk to talk about how hard it is to tour across Australia just because of how it's spread out. A lot of the major markets are like going from Melbourne to Brisbane to Sydney to, and then like up to Perth and stuff. Like, yeah, up to Perth. Yeah,
1: uh, it'd be crazy. <laughs> it, oh, it'd be so exhausting. Like it would take a long time too. Like if you're driving, that's why I yeah. think flight. Best
0: way to go, but yeah, I, I've kind of because uh, every couple of months we talk about wanting to go out to Australia when the pandemic's finished, just to mm. a experience everything that Australia has to offer and be finally meet all these musicians that we've worked with over the last year because of the pandemic and being able to do things on Zoom and all that fun stuff. And the conversation always was, well, to get around, would we fly or drive? Because you know, it's like four or five hours from sydney yeah like just the spread is so ridiculous and i was like let's do something crazy let's take a train just because you're in a place that you're we're not normally at and i want to be able to see everything and just kind of experience what the the country has to offer and i just think a train would be really cool
1: it would be beautiful there's a lot of nothingness but i think like it's peaceful too like and especially if you're not from australia it yeah, you'll definitely see what other people don't see in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, I don't want to keep you too much longer. So kind of, um, are, do you have any shows on the schedule right now or w- what's kind of the, um, plans kind of moving really forward?
1: At the moment, No, um, yeah, not at the moment. So just, um, sitting back and, Just going to other shows, which has been cool. So
0: who's been, or what's been some of your uh, favorite shows you've been to?
1: Um, Well, that's, I guess this year,
0: just to kind of narrow it down.
1: Um, Well, that's a hard choice. Probably um, one of my friends, Lucy Dron, she had her single launch um, at a venue called the Black Bear Lodge. And um, Lolo played as well. They're really both really great artists, female artists. So that was a really, really good night. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed that. It was the first time I think I saw And It was the first time in ages that I'd seen Lucy play, like, you know, um, post-pandemic, I'm pretty sure. So it was, yeah, such a good vibe and sold out as well. So everyone was just loving it.
0: <laughs> and, you know, it's really cool to be able to say you – sell out shows like that. That's got to be just such a cool feeling for a musician. To Yeah. Say they they sold, sold out a venue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah definitely.
0: I, I feel like that's going to be a very good thing moving forward because everybody's going to be so excited to get out and kind of do things free, like freely that, you know, I think a lot of people are going to start going to music, music or start going to see shows and stuff like that so that's really awesome um yeah so uh if anybody wants to check out um your music or wants to um check out anything you got going on where's the uh, best place for them to do that
1: so i'm most active on instagram and spotify you can find all my music pretty easily so yeah those are the main two i've also got facebook but yeah instagram's More
0: where I'm at. Nice. Well, what do you think it is about Instagram that you enjoy more than the rest of the socials?
1: I guess it's just like, because it's just like, maybe like it's more visually aesthetic. I don't know. Like probably that. Um,
0: Yeah. Gotcha. One thing that I I find kind of hard about Instagram is I have to be, I have to put more effort into what I post on Instagram, because I can't just take a photo and be like, Hey, something, you know, for me, that just doesn't make sense. And so it's like, gotta put it in, got to make it like put some effort into it. And it's (laughs) true. Whereas on Facebook, I, it's like, Oh, this happened. What do you think? And I could just type it out, click send and boom, there we go. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, but um, awesome. Awesome. Uh, So first off, I want to thank you so much again for jumping on. It's been a blast chatting with you. Um, Before we leave, I have to come up with some random question. I ask everybody. So growing up, what was your favorite thing to do during the summer seasons? I guess that's kind of a weird question. Cause it's not even, it's starting to become winter in Australia right now. Right.
1: Yeah. Autumn. Um, autumn. yeah, true. It's, it's not hot girl summer for us here,
0: but because end, I, was, I was sitting here, I was like, we're getting ready to get, we're getting into these <laughs> summer months. What's your favorite thing to do during the summer? But I'll modify it for you because it's becoming the fall. What is your favorite part about the fall season in Australia?
1: I love camping and um having a fire and starting to wear jumpers because it's been so hot and I have a lot of cute jumpers I'm keen to wear. <laughs> nice. So yeah, that's that's my my ideal autumn's camping.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Once again, thank you so much for uh, giving us the time to sit down and chat. It was really a blast. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later.
1: Thanks. Bye.
0: Cool. We are good.